Welcome to our show, Holding Ground. My name is Laura Richer. I'm a psychotherapist and the owner of Anchor Light Therapy Collective in Seattle, Washington. Each week, I'm joined by another therapist from the Anchor Light team to tackle important topics in mental health and psychotherapy. Our goal is to promote well-being by normalizing mental health challenges. We are here holding ground for you every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on KKNW. Welcome to Holding Ground, where we bring you a little bit of everything in the world of therapy and positive mental health every Monday morning. My name is Laura Richer. I am a psychotherapist and the founder of Anchor Light Therapy Collective in Seattle, Washington. And today we have a very special guest who you might even recognize, Andy Lucas, the owner of Hummingbird Marketing Services, a boutique marketing agency based in Seattle that helps small business by designing, creating, and improving their digital presence is here with me today. Good morning, Andy. Hello. It's so good to be back. (laughs) Yes. And you might recognize Andy from our old days on On The Verge Radio as my co-host. On The Verge. I am so glad to have you back here with me today because we have such a good topic to talk about. Yes. Small business. Yep. We're both small business owners. Yes. And you work with small businesses. A lot of them. As a marketing consultant. And so the last 18 months, what's been going on? It has been uh, kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been helping a lot of small businesses who prior to uh, COVID and prior to the pandemic didn't care about their digital presence and didn't think it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And now it has become more important than ever. Um, Making sure your Google My Business page is updated is Mm -hmm. critical because that's where people are going. Making sure your phone number and your hours are right. And just helping people understand the importance of digital marketing is really important. Yes. And I wanted to have you on the show today because as a as a marketing consultant, you're kind of an amateur uh, therapist as well. Yes. And you definitely have been wearing that hat during the pandemic, correct? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I've had um, – it's been really interesting because some people are stuck in what I call the, the OMG space, mm-hmm. like – oh, my God, what am I going to do? What do I do? What do I do? Mm -hmm. And then there's other clients who are naturally pivoting and saying, I know that I need to do something. I know I don't know how to do it because I haven't been doing it for 10 years. Can you help me? Mm -hmm. So it's it's been interesting. I've been helping people try to just figure out what they can do, what is available to them, and then thinking about how they can pivot. Because we're just not in the same space anymore. It's I don't know if we're ever going to get back to the to the way it used to be. But if you still want to be in business, you have to change the way you're doing business. Yeah. Some people are thriving. Like, mm-hmm. like a, th- a therapist <laughs> is thriving because it's been a so tough year for people. Very, yeah. very tough. Um, and but other places like think of movie theaters mm-hmm. there. There's this this historical theater down in Edmonds. And so they closed. Obviously, they couldn't have uh, outings or have people come in for movies. But. What they did do was start selling popcorn mm. because people love the taste of movie popcorn. People wanted to, to support them and show up and just buy popcorn. So it's interesting to see what people are doing. To yeah. be creative, to make that yes, change. exactly. So when you, so we both know as business owners what a toll business um, challenges can take on your mental health. Oh, my goodness. And just even in regular times. Yes. But people, and that change is difficult for everyone. Yes. But people have been forced to make drastic changes over this last 18 yes. months. So from a, a mental health perspective, as as the marketing therapist that you are, <laughs> what do you notice has been really challenging for clients when they're having to make these quick changes? They don't want to change. Yes. That's I've been <laughs> doing business this way for 20 years. It's been working. Yeah. Right? So I do have... There was um, a woman I was working with. She had a, a, 
a cute little store in Pike Place Market, mm-hmm. and she sold very eclectic things, art pieces. And she just could not adjust. And all of her business was business travelers, mm. uh, the cruise ship traffic, all the tourists, tourism. yeah, down yeah. In, in the market. And she just could not get past it. And she'd never had to have a website. Mm. She'd never had to do Google ads. She'd never had to do this and could not, she just did not want to change. She just didn't understand. And she was, she would cry almost every time we were on the phone and just wanted it to go back to the way it was. Right. And hated the governor, blamed it. It was all blaming him. Um, and it was just, I, I just felt bad for her. But there was no, I, I just couldn't get her to see, you, you have to try it yeah. a different way. There's, there's another way to sell. Right. It's not going to be the same for a while. Yeah. And I think that that is so important. And one of the challenges in anything that we've been doing this year is that there is always resistance to change. Mm-hmm. And and it's difficult, but at the same time, you have to have some resilience and stress tolerance and be able to make those changes when when your hand is forced. Yes. I mean, there's if everything's shut down. Yes. And you're look, everybody can have a week, two weeks of depression when it first started. Right? Yeah. But you can't just let that overtake you. You right. really have to say, I love this business that I have. It's not going to be the same for a while. So I'm going to figure out a different way to do it. And it's okay. Yeah. You know, it maybe someday we'll get back to that. Yeah. And sure enough, I think maybe her store is open at this point, but you just, you have to kind of put your game face on and just go for it. Right. And, and try something. And I think what's really been awesome is to see the positive reaction mm-hmm. that the public has had and that consumers have had. And they really want to support small businesses yeah. if they can. Yeah. They really want to. I mean, look at how many people were doing takeout. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody ate that out that much normally, but we all got takeout a couple of times a week at least just yes. to support the local restaurants, yes. just to support. And um, doing more online shopping and calling the businesses, hey, do you have something like this that I could buy or whatever? It's really been nice to see people and their support, their yes. show of support for all of the small businesses. And I know you have success stories, too, of oh, people yes. who did make that change and yes. they they are thriving because of it yes so, they were able to pivot and yes. look at it in a new way so it was back in april um i got a call from her name is Teresa, and she owns plum it's this really cute store mm-hmm. on bainbridge island and it's just been this downtown storefront and everybody knows her everybody knows the store and she had to completely shut down mm-hmm. so she applied for all of the funding that she possibly could from the sba all the disaster loans everything and then said, I, it's time that I need to have a website. Mm-hmm. She tried to do it herself, and she was like, I, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. So she called me and said, can you please help me? And I'd met her at this Facebook event a year and a half prior. And so she understood, this is what I'm going to have to do for right now. Right. But she opened it up for local. She was delivering local. If somebody wanted to buy something, she was delivering it local. She created a system for uh, curbside pickup um, with this lockbox that was pretty much based on trust because mm-hmm. everybody's orders would be in there and it was like just unlock it and and take what is yours yeah <laughs> and it, she has not had any problems well with that it. is really yeah. good to hear yeah. yeah well it's Bainbridge yeah, you know. yeah. everybody's supportive <laughs> on the island and then um she's just continued to grow this this her online presence so she was finally able to tell her story on the website which mm-hmm. she no one really they knew her, but this is great for other people who've never been there. And she's now getting sales from all over the country. She has customers 
in that New she would York have never now. had before if exactly. she hadn't been willing to make that shift. Yeah, they wouldn't even have known about yeah. her. And then it's been interesting. She sells a lot of books, and so if a book is discussed on Good Morning America, she'll, her sales will skyrocket from people all over the place. That's so, fantastic. Yeah, she's gotten sales, I think, in at least 30 other states at wow. this point, which is fantastic. She never would have had these, and then she has – she's embraced email newsletter. She sends out at least two a month. So now she's sending it out to these people who were never her customers mm-hmm. before. It's been it's been so uh, amazing to see what she has done. Right. Yeah. And I think I, that's such a great story because when we do have unexpected challenges, there is usually a way to turn them into some sort of opportunity if you're yes. open-minded enough to try to look at it that and way. And if you can get out of that, that OMG phase yes. where you're just spinning like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't. Yes. None of us can. Yeah. What can we do now? Right. Yeah. Right. And as a as a business owner, I know about that OMG phase and that spinning and you can you can hang out there for a while. But it's at some point you You got to make the shift. I allow myself to have one day. Yes. And then it's like, get it together, Lucas. Yes. Depending on the (laughs) obstacle, it might be a few more days. But yes, Yes. I agree 100 percent. Exactly. So speaking of resources for small businesses, I know that you are involved with an amazing organization that helps small businesses. Tell me a little bit about that. It is called Business Impact Northwest. They are downtown Seattle. Um, And I've always been a big fan of theirs Mm -hmm. because they do what they can to support small businesses, offering coaching, financial support, all of that. Well, in this pandemic, what they've done is created, they got a grant and they created something called the Recovery Ready Program. And they're offering five hours of professional services. So they have bookkeeping, digital marketing, branding, um, website design, print digital design that they're offering for small businesses. They pay the the professional service mm-hmm. for their time, and then their client gets the benefit of the professional service. Right. So what I like about it is they're not just helping their clients who need the resources, but they're also then supporting small businesses yeah. in the area that are offering these services. It has been phenomenal. They are such a fantastic organization. I actually went through their program when I was starting my business. I so love them. I'm a huge fan. And we are lucky today that they yes. are that the director of the program is going to be calling us in just yes. a moment. So tell Susan me Peralt. Tell me a little bit about Susan before we bring her on. So Susan so they have a lot of different programs at Business Impact Northwest, but one of them is the Washington Women's Business Center. She's the director of that, and she's also very involved in the Recovery Ready program. Um, she's just fantastic, and I she's very passionate about helping small businesses, and I, I'm so excited to talk to her more about the program. Me too. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time for a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue talking to Andy Lucas, owner of Hummingbird Marketing Services, as well as Susan Peralt from Business Impact Northwest. So stay tuned. You're listening to Holding Ground on KKNW. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. The nicotine in e-cigarettes is addictive and can harm brain development. That's why I worry about teens who try e-cigarettes. Many young people use pod-based e-cigarettes like Juul, which have high levels of nicotine. And because teens' brains are still developing, they can quickly become addicted. The tobacco industry uses fruit and candy flavors to attract young people, often turning them into lifelong users. For more, visit HealthyChildren.org. Thanks for tuning in to our brand new show, Holding Ground. You can find us here every Monday morning at 9 a.m. I'm Laura Richer, founder of Anchor Light Therapy Collective. 
And I'm Michelle Mooney, the co-host of Folding Ground, a therapist at Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Our passion, our one big thing in life, above and beyond love, relationships, trauma, addiction, and healing, our specialty is helping others. Every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Find us online at anchorlighttherapy.com. Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Holding Ground. And today we're talking with special guest Andy Lucas, who is the owner of Hummingbird Marketing Services. And today we're talking about work stress, helping small businesses, and pivoting during COVID. And Andy, I know you're involved with a really great organization that I would like for you to tell our listeners a little bit more about. Absolutely. And thank you for having me here today. It is awesome. So um, I... I'm a big fan of Business Impact Northwest. They're an organization uh, in downtown Seattle that does a lot to help small businesses and and even just help entrepreneurs get started in starting their business. And they offer excellent coaching programs. Which I was a part of when I started my business. So So cool. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that they did during the pandemic, they have been so fantastic for their for their clients and for small business owners is they launched the recovery ready program and it is a grant that they have that supplies five hours of professional services to small business owners and one of them I've I've been fortunate to be a part of the program and I offer marketing services to a handful of different clients and so far I've already worked with six different people and it's been wonderful to help them um Susan Peralt is the director of the Washington Women's Business Center, which is one of the many support programs that Business Impact Northwest offers. And Susan is joining us today. Welcome, Susan. Good morning, Susan. Hey, good morning, uh, Laura and Andy. Great to be here. Thank you so much for calling in. We are so excited to have you talk a little bit more about the program. As I mentioned uh, in an earlier segment, I actually went through this program, not the Recovery Ready, but in whatever the name of the program was in 2012, (laughs) um, before I started my business. And so I'm so excited for you to talk about the resources that are available to people right now during this really challenging time. So can you just tell us a little bit about Recovery Ready and what you're doing for small businesses right now? Yes. So Recovery Ready is a program that launched in uh, February of 2021 as part of our response to help businesses directly uh, address COVID-19 impacts on their business. And Recovery Ready provides free individualized services, which Andy was mentioning, Mm -hmm. to the business owners. Um, And so they have options of working with uh, a professional in the area of bookkeeping, taxes, accounting, marketing, branding, website, print, and digital design. And um, all of our um, professional services are performed by our providers providers who are also our clients, Mm -hmm. such as Andy, which is wonderful. So it's a win-win situation. And the goal is to um, get the businesses on the path to recovery by providing the tools necessary to succeed. And we will serve more than 90 businesses in the Recovery Ready program by the end of the second round, which concludes in June. Oh, that's fan- I didn't realize there were so many. That's fantastic. 
So yes, as it you, really is. it yeah. really is. So as you've been working with businesses who have been have who have had to make this pivot during COVID, what do what are you noticing? Some of the challenges have been for people, even if it's just in mindset or or other challenges. Well, a few things. One, in the very beginning, it was first of all just just having to react so quickly there without any notification and really communicate with their clients. Um, so if they to make sure that they know they were still there, how they could um, continue to you know so to purchase or the product or receive the service, um, what limitations there might have been early on to what's being offered, and so it's just having to pivot on a dime is really what they had to do. And and what we found is that they found um, different revenue streams. They found um, perhaps different um, add-on products or services to help supplement. Um, their business during this time, and uh, they're coming out of it um, with perhaps even a different business model than they what they started, uh, you know, pre-COVID, and that's what I'm sure Andy's been working with her clients, seeing, you know, what, how do you come out of this, and what does your business look like when as you come out of the uh, as we come out of the pandemic? Yeah, and that's really interesting. The two things that you said is that the they had to they had to pivot with no notice. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, now everything's shut down. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Hurry up. Hurry up or you're going to go out of business, yeah. you know, and all this fear. But then also coming out of it now with a different perspective, possibly offering different services. It's it's really awesome to see kind of how people are rising above all of this yeah. and really doing whatever that whatever they can. Yeah. Yeah, and working with small businesses, both you, both of you, Susan and Andy, what are your, some of the traits that you notice of someone who really is able to to make that change, who is able to pivot in those circumstances? Is there a certain personality type or or a mindset that's helpful when we have to address obstacles so quickly, like we did this last year? Uh, well, this uh, I find that it's really in the nature of someone who starts a business to already have that type of mindset mm-hmm. to begin with, or they wouldn't even begin the, going down that path. And you, you are both examples of that, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, um, our business, but, yeah. my business, has had many iterations over yes. the last ten years. There's always a lot of pivoting going on. As yeah. it, it wasn't just COVID, but yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and I do believe that 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 certainly is the nature of a, a someone who uh, launches a business, mm-hmm. and so. Um, they are well suited, but that doesn't mean that they aren't overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, I th- so I think it's also being open to reaching out to get assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, building your network of people who are there to help you because um, you you really can't do it alone. And and once you realize that, um, I think it just takes the the you can share the the weight of uh, of these making these changes. That is, and I think that's really helpful. Yeah, yeah that is so true. I did not. Uh, realize it, that I qualified for a PPP loan. And I was talking to my business coach at Mm -hmm. Business Impact Northwest. And he said, well, aren't you an employee of the business? And I was like, (laughs) oh, yeah, I am. (laughs) I just didn't even realize it. It's so great to have these kinds of resources available to business owners. And you are so right, Susan, just asking for help, asking for assistance, or just asking for guidance. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of the coaches there, too, is do – it from Business Impact Northwest is just provide, hey, did you know you have this available to you? Have you ever thought of this? And just providing different ways of, of, of thinking about stuff. 
Yeah, because when you work on your own, oftentimes, especially there's a lot of businesses where they are the only person working in the mm-hmm. business. And so you don't have that resource to to get different ideas and perspectives and, and even know what resources are available. I think a lot of times people just assume they don't qualify for things when, yeah. in fact, there are a lot of options. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of grants. There's all kinds of stuff out there. Yeah. But how how are you supposed to find out about it when you're knee deep in trying to make your business work? Right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And and that's one of the things that uh, is most rewarding about what we do at Business Impact Northwest is that we provide um, resources ourselves, obviously free one-on-one business coaching and training, but we're also a connector to other resources. So we try to make sure that our clients are aware of what's available out there, not just through our services, but throughout the whole resource partner network. And Susan, can you tell us a little bit about the the Washington Women's Business Center and that part of the program within Business Impact Northwest? Oh, sure. So um, WWBC is a program of Business Impact Northwest in partnership with the U.S. Small Business Administration. So there are over 100 women's business centers across the United States that are all partially funded by the uh, SBA. And um, though we focus on working with female entrepreneurs, we are open to all. Um, because we have federal dollars in our program. And so we offer free one-on-one business coaching, training, um, and um, many um, training programs. We also we have a program called Launch and Grow, which is our flagship um, program where you're writing your draft business plan in a cohort setting over a seven-week period. It's all virtual, but we'll hopefully be back at live in person um, in the fall. And um, Business Impact Northwest is a nonprofit um, community development um, financial institution, and so they're um, dedicated to serving underbanked entrepreneurs. And so they offer um, lending in Washington State and Oregon, and then the, the training, coaching, and classes, is, they're available in through the Washington Women's Business Center and Veterans Business Outreach Center in Washington. And then the Veterans Business Outreach Center and the Food Business Resource Center also serve clients in Oregon, Idaho, and Alaska. So we have a wow. pretty large footprint overall. Yeah, that is, that's fantastic, just yeah. all of those resources that are yeah. available. And one thing that I loved, so every year Business Impact Northwest does an impact pitch and it's a fairly in-depth program where newer entre- or where entrepreneurs are trying to um, – it's like a pitch-off mm. for local, and they, they go through a, a, a series of them. But usually it's in person. And so this was the first year. It was online. And it was – I was so impressed to see how, um, how you guys put that together and still had a spectacular event with all of these small business owners pitching their – product or service their company and still getting funding and having everybody be involved. And it was fantastic. What was that like, um, Susan, for you guys to just have to completely change it and and do it virtually? Um, well, one thing that it, the advantage was um, we were able to have we had more people participate from a greater um, area in the region because it was all virtual, which made it a little more accessible to some people. Um, and though, like everyone else who's had to pivot, as we have for our Celebrating Dreams as well for the Women's Business Center, you just have to adapt a program so it fits that virtual, um, you know, delivery. And so you just have to, you know, make we, – we had to pivot like everyone else. Yes. <laughs> I guess it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I will let you know that the Impact Pitch 2021, the registrations are open now. So. Oh, good. 
um, until June 14th. So any small businesses that want to get involved in the pitch can uh, go to businessimpactnw.org and go to our events tab for Impact Pitch and the registrations are open. And we will be awarding over um, $30,000 to small businesses who are making impact in their community. It's fantastic. Well, Susan, thank you so much for joining us today. And one more time, if our listeners want to get a hold of Business Impact Northwest, where can they find you? Okay, so um, the easiest thing to do right now is go to businessimpactnw.org. And then if they want to um, call in, um, our number is 206-324-4330. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to take another quick break. And when Andy and I come back, we're going to continue the conversation about how to stay sane and take good care of your mental health when you're starting a small business or pivoting during difficult times. So stay tuned. You're listening to Holding Ground on KKNW. Do you make a positive difference in the world? Do you have a talent, philosophy, base of knowledge, product or service that you know could help a lot of people if only you could reach them? Join Alternative Talk 1150's family of broadcasters and start walking down a fruitful path. As host of your very own program, dial 425-653-1150 and find out just how affordable it can be to have a show on 1150 AM. That's 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Dr. Mike Lenore with your health tip of the day from the African American Wellness Project. Asthma affects 25 million people nationwide, and every day 10 people die with it, with African American women and children being most at risk. Early warning signs include coughing, especially at night, or with exercise and wheezing. Almost all asthma can be effectively managed with a good action plan. So talk with your doctor today, and for more information, visit aawellnessproject.org. Alternative Talk 1150. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Holding Ground here on KKNW. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and today I am talking to Andy Lucas with Hummingbird Marketing Services about work stress, which is one of the biggest challenges we face mm. in normal times, but especially in this last year and a half. Absolutely. I, I, so I've been fortunate. I've always worked from home mm-hmm. like since I started my business, but I can't imagine people now who are working from home. So suddenly they had to find an office or two office spaces mm-hmm. within their home and they become teachers of their children. Yeah. And all I, I, I cannot imagine some of the stress. The stress has been really overwhelming for people. And in fact, I've spoken about this quite a bit, that my couples therapy portion of my business went up. I, can't, I don't know the per- 500% or something. Of be- course. Because people were working in these small spaces. Yeah. They're together all day long. Maybe their kids are there as well, trying to do online school. Mm-hmm. It has been a lot of stress. Yeah. And that it's also, I think, contributed to the real estate boom because people are like, I need a bigger mm-hmm. space. I can't. How am I supposed to work here? Like, we're all here. There's five people in this house all day. Yeah. All day. Yes. We've got to move out, get some more, get some more elbow room. Yes. Yeah. So more space was helpful for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. then you, Andy, are helping people pivot. That yes. if they were doing their business in a set location, that maybe that wasn't an option anymore, mm-hmm. that you're helping them come up with creative ideas of how they can still keep going and transition and maybe even thrive. Yeah. There was one client in particular, and it was, uh, she just found me online. So it wasn't even part of the Recovery Ready program, but it's called Bridge to Sports. Mm-hmm. And they are a nonprofit organization that helps people with disabilities and veterans, um, kids, adults play sports because mm-hmm. there's 
there's it it's such a positive uh, facet of our lives that mm-hmm. we can just be active and it helps um, people who are maybe wheelchair bound to still mm-hmm. be active and and figure Have out that community. Yes, yeah. exactly. So wheelchair basketball, bocce ball, lots of uh, archery, lots of sports. And so they as a nonprofit, they had a big fundraiser every year and they brought professional basketball players out because they're based in North Carolina mm-hmm. and they're right around all of the big schools, uh, Duke and UNC and all of that. And so they would bring out professional basketball players and they would play against the the uh, wheelchair athletes, mm-hmm. but they were also in wheelchairs. So professional athletes mm-hmm. in wheelchairs playing wheelchair basketball and saying, wow, this really is a sport. I can't believe how hard this is, yeah. all of that. Um, but they couldn't do that. They couldn't have this fundraiser. Yeah. And so we had to figure out a way to get there, to have a whole virtual mm-hmm. uh, fundraiser. And so um, we we just, I, we came up with some ideas and they were able to raise $50,000 in one night, which was fantastic. fantastic. Just doing it online. It was really uh, great. I helped them market all of it, get other athletes involved, everything. So yeah. it was, it, it, that was really impressive to see this organization come together like that. And that's a huge pivot because, you know, a, a sporting event, it feels uh-huh. like that's going to be pretty hard to recreate if we can't be there in yes. person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they we we came up with the hashtag hoops are hoops mm-hmm. and we had people sit in a chair and do free throws for a minute just at that chair. You had to have a good rebounder. Yeah. Um but but videotape yourself doing it. And so we got the te- both of the men's and women's teams from Duke to try it and it was kind of, you know, just pitting them against each other yeah. kind of, but it was it was really fascinating to see how hard it was for people. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, that is difficult. So, and you're only as good as your rebounder. So, <laughs> well, that and that's a great example. I mean, they could have said, well, we can't have this event, yeah. but instead they still raised $50,000 because they were willing and able to make that shift. Exactly. Yeah. And she the the owner, Ashley Thomas, she just didn't let it get her down. Yeah. She was like, we are we're forging ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Forging ahead. That mm-hmm. is the mindset you need. Yes. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What do you think is going to be kind of the lasting impact here on mental health for people? people who are going through this for business owners? And is there going to be a lasting impact? Do you think there's PTSD from this? Yes, I do. I think that it, and it depends on the person and their specific situation, obviously, but I think all of us collectively have gone through a trauma where we've had excessive stress over the last 18 months, all for different reasons. And so I do think that that creates a lasting impact. And sometimes when people have a trauma response or PTSD, they get really stuck. It's challenging them for them to make uh, changes. They kind of, they get into kind of a, a fight or flight mode or a freeze mode mm-hmm. where they're so overwhelmed by what is happening and there's maybe, you know, maybe something tragic has happened. Maybe they lost their business in all of this, which oh. has happened to a lot of small businesses, unfortunately, or they lost their job in all of this. And that can that can create a traumatic response. And people sometimes need help moving through that. You know, just like Susan uh, was saying in our last uh, segment, that sometimes you need to reach out for help. Sometimes you need the support of someone else to work through it because it's easy to just be stuck in your own, you know, guilt and shame and upset and mm-hmm. anger and whatever else is coming up. And it's hard to see another perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you, what is, what's there to say about um, people who are resisting that change and getting stuck? What can they do? So they can reach out for help, but what if they're even too stuck to do that? 
Yeah, that's that's a tough situation to be in. And that's why I like to do this show is to offer resources and encourage people to reach out for help when they need it. Um, And that might just be if you're really stuck, just going to your doctor and talking about what kind of help you could get to get motivated enough to even reach out for for more help. Um, But we can't do this alone. We all I think this year has really proven that we need community. Mm -hmm. That's one of the bigger stresses that we've experienced is not being able to be with each other. And so if you just feel completely shut down, you do want to access some resources. Yeah. Yeah. And what about you brought up people who have lost their business is I think for a lot of people, there's this fear of failure. Anyway, mm-hmm. we all probably have it in some have it more than others. But yeah. what do you say about that? This this fear of failure or now I have this sense of shame because I've lost my business or I lost my job. Right. Yeah. And work is such a big part of our identities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a small business owner that, you know, you go into creating a business with usually passion and dreams yes. and a vision. And when that doesn't come to fruition, it's it's a, a significant loss. And there's grief associated with that. I mean, our businesses sometimes feel like our our uh, our Children. kids in some ways. Yes. Yeah, that there's a lot, you know, of, of no one starts a business like, eh, I don't really care about this. This is just something I'll right. do. It's usually a passion project yeah. that someone goes into. Because it's not yeah. it's not easy to do, right? No, I it's am, a, and it's an extension of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I like I I am the one who has to motivate myself to get out of bed yeah. every day to get to work. I don't have anybody breathing down my neck. I don't have a time clock, nothing. It is all self-driven, self-motivated. Mm-hmm. So I just can't. Uh, are you? De- have you had any clients that are small business owners that are kind of dealing with this, or just? I have, and I think, and a lot of the people that I'm working with um, are more in, kind of in like the coaching industry, and have yeah. seen maybe people not using some of those resources because of limited finances. And so again, you want to find a way to pivot and a way that you can restructure your marketing so that you can support people in the way that they need to be supported right now. So you may have come up with this really great coaching program and you were all ready to launch it and then it doesn't really meet the needs of what people are looking Mm -hmm. for right now. And so there's an opportunity though still to help people because people are needing a lot of help, but you might need to rethink how you're presenting that, how you're marketing it. Yeah. So, and that, and then, you know, things like restaurants really suffered this year and Mm -hmm. working with some people who had restaurants, um, I have a client who had a food truck and was just and had some obstacles that were really challenging and felt depressed because they had just launched this yes. right before all of this happened and their business plan, which was dependent on events happening yeah. that were not going to happen anymore, um, and that was that was really really there was a sense of grief around this that I've put all yeah. of this work into something and now it's not going to to pan it's, out yeah, yeah. but. That person also adjusted and just found other ways to go about doing their business and 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 making it not as event related. And that was disappointing because it wasn't the same business. There wasn't mm-hmm. the same opportunity. Right. But hopefully they will you know continue to function during this time so that when events do come back that they'll yeah. be ready to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Are there's somebody in my neighborhood? So I live in the Edmonds n- area and these all of these neighbors have gotten together and they have a food truck come mm-hmm. in once a week and they put out signs and it's a different food truck every week <laughs> and all the neighbors come to it. there's always a line waiting yeah. for it it's really fantastic it's and i don't know if they knew if whoever started it if they knew somebody with a food truck and just wanted to support i'm not sure but it's really really cool to see 
the the neighborhood come out for it, just right. to see people come out for it. And that's been a cool thing in terms of like reaching out for help is everyone has been wanting to support each other. Like you yes. said earlier, how we all tried to support uh, restaurants mm-hmm. and we're eating out more maybe than we needed to, because, but we mm-hmm. wanted our favorite spots to still be there yes. when we came back. Yeah. So I think, you know, just it's very important to recognize that while these experience, it's very valid to experience grief, to experience a sense of loss, even maybe trauma if something really significant has happened. Um, but there are opportunities to work through that and move forward and be resilient. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's one thing I've seen in people who own their own businesses is that you have to be very resilient and very willing to make changes because you're just kind of making it up as you go along. So how do you cultivate that? How do you build your reserve of resilience or how how do you do that? Yeah, I think it's really important to, first of all, be flexible and know that you might have a plan and it's going to get changed and just plan on that happening. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. absolutely. <laughs> so being able to be fl- flexible, not being really rigid. Um, if you're a person who wants a lot of structure and stability and consistency, entrepreneurship might not be the right path. Mm -hmm. So you have to have that flexibility. And I also think creating a community of people who support you, Um, like we were talking about with Susan, using resources like Business Impact Northwest, having other coaches and mentors and people that you work with that when you get feel like you've really got fallen down, that they can help you see it in another way and help you pick yourself back up. Yeah. And then taking good care of your own mental health. So not totally burning yourself out to the point that you can't even see straight. Yes. You know, it's interesting. I During all of this, I received an email from a woman named Molly Nutt, Mm. and she was like, I'm thinking of starting my own marketing business, and I was wondering how you did it. And so she has started Acorn Marketing. She's Mm. here in Seattle. She is technically a competitor, but Mm -hmm. my thought is there is more than enough business to go around. And so I've kind of become a mentor to her where she just didn't know how to do it. And I was able to share with her some of the mistakes I made early on, some of my thoughts. And I really wish I would have had somebody like that when I was just starting to just say, hey, I'm stuck on this problem. Have you ever experienced this? Do you know how to solve this? So I think that is really important to offer that kind of mentorship to someone who's just getting started and it would have meant a lot to me, and I hope that it means a lot to her, yeah. just just having somebody to talk to, just to bounce ideas off of. And, yeah, and, and you know, that's who you could have had a different response to that and said, yeah, you're a competitor. I'm not going to yeah. tell you how to start a business. I'm too afraid. But you were very open and willing to share that experience. And I yeah. know for myself when uh, clients come to me and they're starting coaching businesses or hypnotherapy businesses, mm-hmm. I'm always very open to tell them how I started and what I did and what – I wouldn't recommend doing it. So I think people like to share their experience. Not everyone will, but I think a lot of people will. And it's so important just to offer that resource to people. Yeah. I think, too, working from home, it is easy to be kind of isolated. Yeah. And so, and then especially this year when we haven't been going out, we haven't been doing anything. And so it's like, um, it's, it's easy to forget that there are resources, that there is, I can talk to other people, I can talk to other business owners, um, and just not being afraid to reach out. Right, right. And again, and when you're working in an isolated space, too, if you have negative feedback from clients, which is in- inevitable in a business, mm-hmm. or something challenging happens, it's very easy to feel defeated. But if you have yes. people that you can talk to who can give you, help you reframe what you're, what the situation mm-hmm. is and see it in another way, that is absolutely invaluable. Yeah. Well, 
It's time for another quick break, but when we come back, we are going to continue the conversation about how to manage work stress in the most difficult of times, and me and Andy are going to share a few stories about when we got started and how we handled our work stress. So stay tuned. You're listening to Holding (laughs) Ground on KKNW. Every person with a disability deserves equity in education, employment, and their community. Sherwood Community Services takes pride in serving all people with disabilities and their families since 1957, including in rural areas and non-native English-speaking communities. Sherwood provides service in Snohomish, Skagit, and Island Counties. Sherwood is open for referrals for telehealth and virtual support for children and adults with disabilities. To find out more, visit SherwoodCS.com. Sherwood, believing in abilities. Thanks for tuning into our brand new show, Holding Ground. You can find us here every Monday morning at 9 a.m. I'm Laura Richer, founder of Anchor Light Therapy Collective. And I'm Michelle Mooney, the co-host of Holding Ground, a therapist at Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Our passion, our one big thing in life, above and beyond love, relationships, trauma, addiction, and healing, our specialty is helping others. Every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Find us online at anchorlighttherapy.com. Alternative Talk 1150 is your sports organization's safe bet when it comes to airing your team's games. Our players are all seasoned professionals when it comes to sports programming. Imagine your games being heard on local radio. Your team deserves the MVP treatment. Call 425-653-1150 today to learn how affordable and fun it is to broadcast your games on the radio. Call 425-653-1150 and make your next season something special. That's 425-653-1150. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Holding Ground. If you're just tuning in today, I am talking to Andy Lucas, who is the owner of Hummingbird Marketing Services based here in Seattle. And today we're talking about work stress and work is stressful and not difficult times like a pandemic, but has been especially challenging in this last year. Both Andy and myself are small business owners. And we know what it's like to start a small business and the mental health challenges that may present. Absolutely. Did you have any mental health challenges? No, No. it was just perfect. (laughs) No problems at all. You gave me a piece of advice when I was first starting. You said, you're probably going to cry every day. Yeah. And that's okay. (laughs) Every week, I think I said. At least once a week. Yes. And it's true. And just knowing that made it okay somehow. Just knowing this is not, it's not easy. No. But you had said this before. You start this out of some place of passion. That yeah. You you really care about this or you're really good at it. And so I wanted it to succeed. No mm. one goes into it saying I, it might fail. Yeah. I thought it, this can't fail. I do not have another option. Right. This is what I want to do. This yep. is, yes. So but just knowing it's okay. Everybody cries. Everybody has bad days. And that just you could plan on that, that there is going to be those difficult, stressful days. There was a lot of freedom in knowing that. Yeah. So thank you. Yes. Well, you are very welcome. I (laughs) was speaking from experience, which was why I shared that knowledge with you. (laughs) I remember a few times sitting in my parents' living room, just like, I can't do this. But then you pick yourself up and you move on. And that's what we're talking about today is pivoting and making those when things don't go the way you expect, what you can do to just keep moving forward Mm -hmm. and manage the stress. And entrepreneurs are not the only people that have work stress. We also have... Both have worked in the corporate world, and there's Ooh. a little bit of stress that happens there as well. Just a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I worked at um, a sizable online retailer here in Seattle. Oh, okay. I, I served eight years there. <laughs> served. And it was some of the most stressful uh, times of my life. Yeah. It's stress that 
once I got away from it, I didn't realize how bad it was. Well, and so it's kind of like being that uh, frog in the boiling pot oh. of water. You don't realize until you walk away from it. But in reflecting back on that, what what do you think were some indicators or red flags that you weren't managing your work stress all that well? <laughs> um, I was probably imbibing quite more than I should have because <laughs> um, that was the way that that the people I worked with, my coworkers, that's how we uh, – dealt with it a lot. We would mm-hmm. go to happy hour mm-hmm. and then go back to work. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so probably that I really wasn't sleeping very well. I wasn't eating. I actually had some health problems mm-hmm. that I had to go to the doctor about just yeah. stupid things. And um, I just wasn't taking care of myself. My nails were bitten to the quick. Mm. I, Yeah. It, it just was not good. And it became, it was my whole focus, which is what that company kind of wanted was mm-hmm. The company is your number one priority and then your life. Mm-hmm. So um, my relationship ended like it just was it was not not in not balance. Good. No, yeah. not in balance at all. I was yeah. working every night and every weekend and it was awful. And it's easy to lose perspective. I see a lot of clients who are in similar positions. And when you mm-hmm. are working that hard and you're starting to experience uh, physical symptoms from the stress. Yes. But it's hard to realize that in the moment. Sometimes you have to take a step back. Yeah. From that situation. And you kind of feel like, I don't know what else I would do. What other what other options do I have? It's hard to even you don't really have time to think. Yeah. So how are you going to plan your how are you going to start looking for another job or how are you going to start your own business or whatever? It's just it's so difficult. Yeah. My sister was working at a job. She worked at the same company for 17 years. She was doing all kinds of traveling, all kinds of conference calls and meetings, and she was working at least 12 hours a day and had to be available to her customers Mm -hmm. at all hours of the day. And she started losing her hair. Yeah. That's a sign you're becoming overstressed. Yeah. Yeah. What are some red flags that you can think of? I I mean, I mentioned what I was dealing with. Yeah. What are are some red flags that you're not managing your stress level? I think if your anxiety is really high and you're waking up in the middle of the night, you're not sleeping well, you're really ruminating about things that are happening at work, that's probably means that things are a little bit of out of balance for you. Definitely if your physical health is being impacted. I know when I had a lot of corporate stress, I was sick during that time as well. A lot of back pain, a lot of neck pain. And mm-hmm. I do very much believe that there's an emotional component to oh, that yes. as well. Um, you know, maybe you're just kind of angry and negative and dissatisfied. Yes. And mm-hmm. those are, I think, all signs. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can work really hard in your business. I, as a business owner, work a lot of hours, probably more than yeah. I did as, an, as a corporate yes. employee. Um, but you do want to try to maintain that balance and do whatever you need to do to take care of your emotional mm-hmm. health, whether that's creating time to exercise and take good care of your physical health or reaching out for a mentor or a coach or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. yeah. I try to do one of the things that I really enjoy that helps relieve the stress for me is a saltwater float mm. in those immersion tanks yeah. and or deprivation tanks or whatever they're called. But I I absolutely love it. It's I go once a month and it's just me alone with my thoughts and yeah. which could be scary. Yeah. You know, who knows? But uh no phone, it's dark, I can't hear anything. It's just I'm just there and it's almost like meditating yeah. in a way. It's just it's so therapeutic. So I think it's important for people to find those kinds of things that work for them. Right. Maybe it's getting a massage. Maybe it's getting a manicure. Maybe it's just going for a hike. Yeah. Or you know? getting off your phone. And this is something that I really struggle oh. with is 
checking my email and my mm-hmm. messages right before I go to bed. Not a good practice. Oh, so I am actively trying. I'm, I feel this this impulse to want to do it because I yes. want everything caught up before the end of the day. Yes, but it really affects my sleep, especially if there is something that's going to be difficult to address. And mm-hmm. so that is a practice. I think that the bare minimum, just turn your devices off at some point and let yes. your brain disconnect a little bit. Yes, don't look so at connected. that right before you go to bed. Oh yeah, because you're right. If it's and if it's something great. Wonderful. Yeah. And I'm excited and can't yeah. sleep. But if it's something bad, mm-hmm. I don't want to take that to bed. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And I really try not to look at it right the first thing when right. I wake up. Like, look at pictures of cats. That's, yeah. That's better. <laughs> or cuddle with my cats. Right. That'll work too. Yes. So what do you think is a lesson that you've learned as a small business owner that you wish you would have known when you got started? Oh, my goodness. Um, One thing for me is that I just... I think I over, how do I say this? I made myself so important or mm-hmm. I felt like if I don't get back to them right away, if I don't do this, if I'm not available 24 hours a day, if I if I don't answer their call on the first ring, that the world is going to come mm-hmm. to a stop. Yeah. And it, it doesn't. Yeah. And the good thing about working with small business owners is that they're very understanding. Like, And they're busy too. Yeah, yeah. they're busy too. And sometimes they're like, oh, I didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. I didn't even... Don't don't even worry about it. Yeah. So I think making myself like it, I don't even know if that's the way to mm-hmm. say it, but I I wish I would have just relaxed a little bit more yeah. at the beginning and not been so anxious uh, about my response right. times and all of this stuff. Yeah. Because it just it's so unnecessary. It caused so much anxiety that I didn't need. Yeah. What about you? I think probably the thing, so I work with people who are often in kind of a state of crisis, so I do need to respond immediately sometimes, and there is a component of learning how to effectively manage that because you can't be on all the time. So I think learning that about that, and then also just realizing that things are not going to turn out the way that I expect them to, that I'm going to have to constantly be adjusting, and this is a lesson that I learn over and over again, (laughs) and that there is always, usually when... An obstacle has occurred and something that I thought was awful had happened, it actually all works out for the best. Yes. So now 10 years into this, I realize that it is going to work out. But that's not to say that I'm not challenged when an obstacle comes up. Exactly. And, yeah. I think somebody, um, it was actually Zach, my husband, said to me, you you want things to happen the way you expect yes. them to happen and in the, in that exact order. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you sometimes just need to let it go. It's it will happen, but it's not going to be in the way that you think it will. Yeah. And that's that's been a challenge for me, too. It's if, if I set forth a plan, well, then it better go by that plan. Yeah. And it, it doesn't. And so this whole conversation about pivoting, yeah. I certainly have had to do that. Oh, for the pandemic, but the entire time of, of being in business. Yeah, you must. And there, and you're going to have to. There's yeah. just, it's not going to be necessarily what you think it's going. I've never no. met a business owner that was like, I made a plan and it was it, exactly I stuck that right way. To it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> God, it's crazy. Um, and that, you know, that's another thing that I learned. I didn't really ever set specific goals mm-hmm. for myself for the business. It was like just stay in business. Mm-hmm. That was that was the goal. Yeah, just pay your bills. And so this year, I finally took time um, to go out and sit down and reflect on. What did I do this past year? What were a lot of the positive things that I did mm-hmm. this past year? And then what do I want to have happen? And I've actually written goals for myself. I see they're, they're posted on the wall, so I see them every day. I know what I'm going toward. I'm, I'm revisiting them. Mm-hmm. It's, 
it, it, somebody said, if you don't have a goal, then how do you know when you've gotten there? Yes. <laughs> and you don't really have a plan. I think that sometimes, too, is really easy as a small business owner to just be responding to what co- is coming out at mm-hmm. you all the time instead of being intentional about what you're trying to create. Yes. And in the beginning, you know, for me as a as a coach and a therapist, I was like, I just have to have clients. Whoever wants to come to me, I just yes. got to have clients. And then that vision evolves in what you want the business to be and who you want your clients to be and, mm-hmm. and how you want to serve people. And so that's always growing and changing. But yes, definitely having a vision and a plan. It's not going to go exactly as you plan, no. but it at least gives you a framework of the direction you're headed. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So do, have you ever worked with uh, a couple? Because you said mm-hmm. your couples the, has yep. just quadrupled or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever worked with two business owners that are couples but not uh, owning the same business? Or what advice do you have for people in a household. Maybe I'm asking for myself because there's two of us in yeah. this house. Yeah, well, I would love two to answer any of your questions. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I feel like actually two people who own businesses are usually pretty compatible because they have very similar mindsets. And mm-hmm. so they understand um, that you may make your business a top priority if you want it to yes. be successful. And they both accommodate each other in that way. I think the downside I see for people who both have businesses is that they can lose connection with each other a little bit because they get mm-hmm. so consumed in the work that they're doing. But usually I don't see that being a challenge for people. They're compatible in their mindsets, and so it it can work really well. That is, yeah, we are both small business owners. It's very good. Mm -hmm. It was definitely a change when he started working at home. So that is the change, that too, that people working in the same space when they weren't used to that has been challenging for couples. I was used to having my own domain, my office. I had the whole house to myself. The routine of the day. What are you doing here? Aren't you supposed to be going somewhere? Yeah, so that's that was kind of interesting. And he is on the phone all day, Mm. making calls, talking to people all day. And I'm trying to concentrate and build websites and write content. It's like, I need to. I need to be able to close the door. So, yes. Yeah. So is that what you did? Did you just have to close yeah, the door? Yeah. Because when we moved in, long story, the carpet was. We got new carpet. It was too thick, I guess, and so we could not close my door, my <laughs> office door. So we had to borrow somebody's jigsaw oh. and shave off a quarter inch from the bottom of the doors. Very, so, very. That's what we did. Resourceful. Yeah. Yes. It wasn't important until he started working at home, and yeah. then I was like. You know what, dude? We got to close this door. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that that has been, I think, what's brought a lot of people to couples therapy is yes. working in the same space. Mm-hmm. But again, you find ways to adjust and make it work and borrow your friend's jigsaw and you're on your way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. Andy, this has been such a great conversation today. I am so glad that you could be back yes, on the radio me with too. me. This I hope you come awesome. back again soon and we I can will. talk more about work stress and pivoting and all of the great things that Hummingbird Marketing Services is doing right now. So tell people if they want to find you, if they need some help with their small business, how yes. can they get a hold of you? Go to hummingbirdmarketingservices.com. It's the longest web address in the world. <laughs> um, and that's where you can find us, Hummingbird Marketing Services. Fantastic. Thank you, Laura, for having me. This Thank has been you great. so much for being here. And thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in to Holding Ground. You can find us here every Monday morning at 9 a.m. I'm Laura Richer, owner of Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Find us online at anchorlighttherapy.com. We'll see you next week. <laughs>